podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Wait, wait, give me one second, guys. Give me one second. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. She is sitting in the that. championship chair. Oh, she did it on purpose. That's <laughs> like so when she comes back. Oh, are you guys looking at my text up? Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, we got to be honest. <laughs> You you didn't have to get you did not have to get up for anything, did you? No, no, you just no, wanted I to make sure no. we saw what you were no, saying. Wanted, Nikki wanted to flex on us real quick. <laughs> oh my gosh, did you guys see my national ch- did you see my championship chair? I just sit in casually. <laughs> oh, did you guys see the chair? I yes. have. We saw the chair. No, 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 yeah, no, absolutely. I really, no, I really didn't have to grab my charger because it was <laughs> it, it, hey, it is it is flex on us, okay? That that is fine. Once a champion, always a champion, Nikki Heath. Writing and rewriting history, first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away. And it's gone! I don't want to know who! Everyone's thinking about you! Razor! Welcome on, welcome on to the Tortillas and Tags podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And we have a very special episode today. Um, we've been talking about the Texas Tech women's basketball team all season. And so really for this episode, we have a really special guest uh, from a legendary team. Before we get to that, I got to introduce my co-host, uh, the people's champ that is Jeremy Gillen. Jeremy, what is up? Albie, super excited, man. We, we've had a good time talking Lady Raider basketball this season. And it seems like every time that they play a big game, they just got to be like, hey, you know, this team... They won a championship back in the day. Did you guys know that? 1993, probably best year in existence for a number of reasons. They won a championship. And so they always come back. They're like, and you know who's coaching the team now? Somebody on that championship team. And so it's always there. It's always, They're always talking about it. So what better way just to kick off this week than just to talk more about it? <laughs> That's right. No, so 19, 1993, there's only been two national championships in school history. Right, the second one came just a couple years ago on the on the men's track and field side, um, but '93, you know, let's take it back. Let's take it back to the '90s when everything was all was all great. We were all wearing, you know, lively colored colored uh, uh, clothing, acid wash jeans. Right, <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air was the number one uh, number one show around. Right, uh, uh, Cliff Huxtable was fantastic, and he was he was still unproblematic. Right, all great things was going on. In the 90s, and most importantly, the Texas Tech women's basketball team won a national championship. So joining us on the Tortillas and Tags podcast today is a member of that 1993 national championship team, Nikki Heath. What is going on, Nikki? Thank you for joining us. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to always love talking about Lady Raider basketball, so it's going to be fun. So First things first, my first question, so listeners to the pod will know, Jeremy and I have had this debate for a while, about the name Lady Raider, so I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, I I d- tend to not say Lady Raider, I usually say Texas Tech Women's Basketball Team, or Red Raiders, I'm of the belief that, um, you know, we're all Red Raiders, right, we're all Red Raiders, I don't necessarily go to the, to the Lady Raiders, and we're all just Red Raiders, Jeremy had a, um, he had a, had a conversation, I believe it was with somebody from... Uh, uh, the team or, or something like that, that Lady Raiders is kind of a term of endearment for the team. So I will say this with you on the podcast. If you tell me to start saying Lady Raiders, I will say, it. now I'm going to say, look, Nick, Nick, he said I could. Okay. So y'all can back off of me right now. All right. But what is your, what is your opinion on uh, Lady Raiders? What does it matter? I mean, what is, what, what is your opinion on, on the, the name itself? Well, I love it. 
I mean, we uh, since the time I can I can remember going to uh, going to a, uh, the Lady Raiders basketball camp. You know, um, the summer the summer before my senior year, because uh, Tech was recruiting me, so I went to I went to one of their elite camps. And I've always loved the name Lady Raiders. I think it's I think it's very endearing. Like you said, I think it I think it gives it a more like kind of a almost like a classy type sound to it. So I love Lady Raiders. Jeremy, there it is. There it is, man. It's Lady Raiders. It's Lady Raiders. And they're one of the only universities. I think there's what uh, we talked about. uh, Like there's three or four uh, women's basketball teams that are like Lady whatever. I mean, it's a it's a unique it's a it's a unique thing to get rid of. It feels uh, disgraceful, especially to the I mean, they won a championship as the Lady Raiders. You can't get rid of it now. That's true. Thank, thank you, People's Champ. You're right. We should not get rid of it. We, when we won in 1993, they said the 1993 Texas Tech Lady Raiders. They did not say 1993 Texas Tech Red Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, whatever the team, and, and Coach Gerlich says all the time, Lady Raider Nation, right? That Lady Raider Nation is a little bit unique, right? It is a little bit yes. distinct, right? And so I do I do give a little bit of credit to there because you can't, you know, and it does give a way to, to, to kind of um, uh, prop up the fan base of the women's athletics, right, on the on, on campus. Um, and, and a lot of the times, you know, when I was in school, I used to uh, work at the stadium. And this was uh, the women's basketball team at the time was much better than the men. Right, but it was of the fan base support was definitely distinct. It was definitely different, right? It was definitely a, a group of fans that came for Lady Raider. I'm gonna start saying it now. It's a little weird, yeah. uh, um, but Lady Raider basketball. Uh, they used to come for Lady Raider basketball distinctly, and been coming ever since 1993. Since 1992, I met a lot of fans that were like, "Yeah, I, I was here when Nikki Heath and Cheryl Swoops and Krista Gerlich were winning national championships." So, um, so yeah, so Lady Raider Nation, Lady Raider. I'm gonna. You know, it's gonna take me a while to get used to it, but I'm, I, if you say I can say it, I'm gonna start saying it. All right, so right, right off, right off the bat there. So um, my next question, Nikki, is is so Marsha Sharp, legendary coach, one of the greatest women's basketball coaches of all time, still very involved in the Lady Raider basketball program. How was it playing for her? It was actually pretty amazing. You know, uh, Coach Sharp is very. Uh, her technique of coaching, which which I love, and I, I even utilize it myself when, when I coach, she's really good about uh, getting people to reach their full potential. And the way she does that is that she she's she's positive and then she critiques you and then she's positive again. So so you get in between the critique and, you know, getting on to you or jumping on you for something. The next thing she says to you is usually positive. And and I I think it makes a difference as a player. And I know that as a as a coach, you know, I work with young people and I work with high school kids. And it's very important that they hear more positive than they do than they do negative. I call it the sandwich method. I call it the sandwich method. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking of, like an Oreo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I call it the sandwich method. And it's and I use it. I use it as I've been using as a coach and as a teacher since I've been coaching and teaching. And it and it works. It works, and the kids uh, they respond to it. It must it must work because that she has spawned many great coaches uh, from it, right? You're you're the head coach right now of the Frisco uh, uh, Lady Raccoons basketball yeah. program, uh, <laughs> right? Coach uh, Cheryl Soups has also gotten coaching a little bit as well, and of course Coach Gerlich. So I kind of talked about you know playing with 
under Marsha Sharp. We also have, you know, the, the, the coach of the Lady Raiders right now, Kristen Gerlich, was also on that team. Um, and then we have the greatest of all time, Cheryl Swoops, was also on that team. So so let's let's go. Let's take it back to 93, right? Like, that team is amazing. Like, that team is amazing. You were part of a, a legendary team, right? You were amazing. Coach Gerlich was amazing. Uh, um just everybody on that team, and I know it's it's very popular to kind of to kind of speak about about those players, but um, you know the, the, those kind of big name players. But you also have you know Legan and 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 so many just in, incredible uh, uh, players: Kinghorn, Gerber, Noel Johnson, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Mickey Atkins that were on that team, and they, they all made up such an incredible team. So just t- talk about the '93 team. You know what made y'all so special. Well, I, I, I know a part of it. One, you know, we had great coaches and we also had great leadership. You know, Cheryl, Krista and Cynthia, they were seniors that year. And we I, I can remember the, the summer. Well, the year before we made it to the Sweet 16 and, and our goal was like, you know what? We, we we felt like we could do better. So the next year, the first goal we said is that we want to get further than the Sweet 16. That was the first goal that we wrote down. And the next goal was like, you know, try to win a Southwest Conference Championship, win the conference tournament. So those were goals that that were that we you know that we wrote down that we talked about as a team and what we wanted to do that year, and and the and the seniors you know they were really big about you know uh, being leaders and telling everyone you know look this this everyone needs to be on the same page everyone needs to we all need to be going in the the same direction and we knew that in order for us to do that one because I'm telling you Coach Sharp she's a tough coach but she's also at the same time. It's it we it's a serious kind of fun when we're in practice. I mean we're working hard, we're getting after it, but at the same time we're having fun. But I call it a serious kind of fun. And so all those coaches were really just good about just pushing us to to be better. And so the summer before that that year, we all would go play at the rec. We play pickup games nonstop. We we call each other and go play. And it was just one of those deals where even before that year, we, we just started to gel better as a team the summer before that year. And you could see just just as a team, us coming together and getting closer as a team. And so that year, we were like, you know what? Let's just try to get further than we did the year before. And that was actually the first goal. Yeah, I mean, and so that was – so it's a lot of the work that was put in. So you had this goal – in line of like we we got to do better than last last game. So let's come together as a team. I think one some of the, you know, I, I watch a lot of sports documentaries. Like that's just my thing. I'm I'm really weird. My wife hates it. Um, but I watch a tremendous amount of sports documentaries, and it's a common thread you kind of see is the off season before, right? Like like I'm a big Rockets fan. Before the Rockets won the 90s championships, um, they went to training camp down in Galveston the summer before, and they were beating up on each other, right? Because to them, they're like, we're not going to suffer what we did last year. We're going we're gonna to come in, and we're going to grind out the summer before. And it sounds like a lot of that kind of what happened on that team as well, of like, hey, we're going to go farther than the Sweet 16. We're going to grind it out this year as a, as a unit. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, Krista and Cynthia and – uh, Cheryl, you know, they were they were uh, big proponents and leaders of that, you know, everyone getting better and everyone trying to everyone individually getting better, which would help the team get better. Well, when you talk about your goal being this like better than the Sweet 16. Right. So that's an awesome goal until you win the Sweet 16 and then you're on to the Elite Eight. So how did the mindset how did the mindset kind of shift after that? Did it go from 
we did it. Let's just go win the whole thing. Or was it like, a, okay, now let's just win the Elite Eight. Let's go win the Final Four. Let's get to the final, that final game. Yeah, for us, it was it was mainly just taking one game at a time. Because after we won the Sweet 16, we said, okay, what do we have to do now to, to win the next round? And then what do we have to do to win the next round? And as as each game progressed, we just we were we were fun, we were uh, hitting our peak at the right time because we were playing some of the best basketball we played all year during the during that run. I mean, we literally every single person that stepped on the court was playing their best best basketball. And so as as we got closer and closer, we were like, we could win it all. Like we actually started to believe that we could win it all as as we progressively just. We were, you know, we were beating people 20, 25 points, teams that were ranked in the top three in the nation. We were, we were beating them 20, 25 points, USC, Colorado. Then we realized, you know what? We could, we realized that we could do it. We could rent, we could win it all. So was it, was it like a why not us? Or was it like, many people ain't better than us. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was more like, you know what? If, and we, and we as a whole, we said, you know what? Each individual person. We're all going to do whatever we have to do in practice or where we have to do to help our team get to the next round. That was our mindset. Our mindset was that we were going to try to play the best basketball we could play every practice, every game, and just just let it go. And that's what we did. And I'm telling you, it was it was so much fun. So much fun. So in the uh, in the in the you get to the final four. Right, so you get to the final four, um, and you, you're playing you're playing Vanderbilt in the final four, uh, and it didn't seem like like were you when you got to the final four, you saw Vanderbilt on the other side, and it it, it really seemed y'all like y'all y'all made quick work of them. Like it it did the game didn't seem very close. It seemed from the from the jump, you were like you know these they don't they don't play SWC basketball. They don't know how don't it is down here, here in Texas. They don't belong here. Like, was it really like, like, nah, let's just, let's just, we got, we got a, another game to win. We got the, uh, uh, a Sunday game to win. Was it, was it kind of that, that idea? Yeah. Cause we, we heard that, you know, there were different, you know, sportscasters and newscasters that said, you know, that they picked all the different, different people to win. And there was only one person that actually picked us to win that year. And that was Nancy Lieberman Klein. She was the only <laughs> one that said, Cheryl Swoops and the Texas Tech Lady Raiders are going to win it all. One person. And now and, and we were thinking, we have the best player in the world on our team. The best player in the world on our team. So we were like, you know what? We don't care what anyone else thinks. We believe that all of us working together and we have the best player anywhere on our team that we could do it. Well, I will say this. Having having Nancy Lieberman be the main one calling saying that you got got what it takes. That's a that's a smart one to have. Like, you know, <laughs> um, so I will say this. So that was it's 1993. Not to not to date you a little bit, but that was 30 years ago. 30 years later, you still remember that one person. Like all y'all gonna doubt us, and that that does say something about in in, the, in your mind. I remember the one person that actually shouted out. Nobody else believed in us, and it seemed to be a rallying cry. Right? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna prove Nancy right. Everybody else can be wrong. We're, we're doing this for Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> Nancy, I know we, we were like, and I remember Krista doing a an interview before the national championship game. She said, "You know what? I I believe." She said, "You know, I believe that the national player of the year should win a national championship." And we were like, "We agree." Makes sense. <laughs> well, we have to now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I would say it's a national championship game. You're going up against Ohio State. And it, it ain't Vandy, right? So you're going up against Ohio State now. And they they got some they got some ladies on the other side. Um, you know, they're they were a bigger team, um, and they were a seismic team. It, it seems like I mean, Cheryl, to this day, it's one of the greatest performances in, in women's college basketball, men or women's history. Like it was it was incredible. Uh, you know, just to walk us through that game. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, we, we, we saw the men a few years ago having a similar game, unfortunately, on the on the opposite end of the spectrum where we took a loss. But, like, just walk us through that game, and it was a back-and-forth game, and it just – any moment anything could happen, but you, you have the greatest player in the world at the time just dominating. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was back-and-forth the whole game. And, you know, we were trading buckets there for a little bit, and then we actually went on a little bit of run where we were up by seven or eight points. And then at one point, I think we were up by 10, and then they they kind of came back a little bit. And, and uh, of course, you know, Cheryl had her 47 points and just just shattered all kinds of records. But but there wasn't a point – there was not a time during that game that we didn't feel like we could win, that we could do it. And, you know, we uh, there were some big free throws that occurred later in the game. Noel, Cynthia hit some big free throws and some things that occurred defensively, got some big steals, and I felt like – you know, it was it was a back and forth kind of game, and it was one of those games where it could go either way. But I felt like that that it was our time. It really was our time. So watching somebody like Cheryl Swoops, not just that game, but for the entire year, you know, was it were y'all like in awe of her? It was like, oh, that's just Cheryl. You know, that's she. she ain't we're like, oh, that's just Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> that's just our teammate. But I will say this: when we played in the Reunion Arena in Dallas, we had to play Texas, and at the time they were ranked number one. And she hit like 54 points or something, I, I believe. She had like 50-something points, broke Larry Bird's record in the reunion arena. And I was like, okay. <laughs> because all that time I was like, yes, girl, let's go, let's great. But in that moment, I realized that that I that she was the best player that, I, that I'd ever seen in that moment. What does a woman like that wake up and eat for breakfast? What does she wake up and choose, you know? Like, what goes through the mindset of the greats like that? Like, oatmeal, or do I just want to go ahead and grab a handful of sand and just go after it? Crazy. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's a good question. No, Well, hey, you know, I, I think she's one of those uh, people that, you know, hey, she's like, let's go. You know, let's get up. Hey, eat whatever she wants to eat and let's go. Like she, she wakes up in her castle of Wheaties boxes. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it was at that moment I I realized that she was the greatest player that I'd ever seen. And she she's done one of the rare things, which is not just be a, a legend in college, but she's gone on to be. I mean, she's she's the greatest women's basketball player of all time. I don't, like when a, a college she's pro, she's the goat. Right? Like to me, it's it's not. And, and this is even before I got to, to tech and 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 got biased. Right? To be fair, I'm from Houston, so I was always biased because she I was because she a comment. But <laughs> um, you know, she she's the goat. The, the work she's done in the WNBA, the work she's done at, 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 here at Texas Tech. Just the the I don't I don't want to hear about no Diana. Tarasi. I don't want to hear about no Cheryl Miller. Uh, they're all great. They're all legends, but ain't there's only one greatest of all time, and it's the one that uh from West Texas that exactly. repped the red and black. So uh that's right. You know, that's 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 you know, her work is amazing. So going off to another team that you had, Coach Gerlich, now Coach Gerlich, right? To, to you it's just Krista, right? But to, to us it's Coach Gerlich. <laughs> um at the time as 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 young women on the team, was she always a coach? Was she always somebody that you were like, yeah, 
they're going to be coaching young women when you get older. Actually, yes. I mean, I've always I've always felt like that with Krista, and she and she and she always. I I can remember the summer of my freshman year. You know, we went to we went on this Australia Australian tour, and they picked like freshmen and freshmen and like a, they could put picked a couple of people off of each team, and myself and Krista got to go to Australia with this uh, Southwest Conference tour. It was really neat, and she. She kind of she took me under her wing. She was very protective, and she's always been like that, though. Very protective. Um, you know, first one to like, hey, you know what, you can do it. Let's go. Can pick you up, and first one also, hey, you know, you're better than that. She's she's always been like that. But also too, you remember her dad's a coach, so yeah. So yeah, you bring up a great point with her her dad being a coach. We actually talked about uh, on the pod this season. So her daughter's on the team. Bren Gerlich is also on the team. She's a leader this year, especially this year. Last year there was some, still a little bit. It was her first year on the uh, on the on the program, and still kind of trying to figure some things out. Or actually, it was the second year last year. But um, uh, this year you can really see that leadership, and it's almost like we're watching a third generation of Coach Gerlich being born in front of our very eyes, right? With the, with the way that she is playing and you see a lot of, a lot of from her mom, but I, I got to ask this for Krista. Has she always been as fiery as she is now? Have getting in arguments with Vic Schaefer, you know, getting in arguments dang near every game with the referee. Like that's just who she is. Yes, she is. She's always been like that. Like she will, like she will, she will defend her teammates. She will defend her players. She will defend. Yes. She will defend what is right. Like, she is no big time. Yes. You can guarantee that she's not going to let you run over her and she doesn't care. She does not care who you are. If you are in the wrong, she's going to let you know. And if you if you try to like, you know, do something to her players or to her teammates. Yeah. She's got, she's definitely going to defend you. That is, that is fantastic. So, um, let's get, let's, let's learn a little bit, a little bit more about Nikki Heath. Right. So, Real quick, actually, before we go to to, to kind of your, your current day, y'all did leave a legacy on in the '90s, that '93 team. Um, a lot of people like to point to that championship, but the coach Sharp, Marsha Sharp, and and the the Lady Raider basketball program, even after that '93 championship, became one of the better programs in all of women's basketball. Right uh, in the '90s, for the rest of the decade, continued to be a top fifteen team. Um, actually, the the record for capacity at the United Supermarkets Arena for the longest time was on the women's basketball side, packed out arena in the 2000s, right? It was consistently one of the better teams in the Big 12 as the Big 12 was a new conference. So what is, how does that feel like really, y'all started it, right? Leaving that legacy um, that Coach Sharp was able to carry on up until the time she retired. Well, I th- well one, it was, uh, you know, Coach Sharp, Weiss, Reading, those guys, Janine McKinney, that group, you know, that started the women's basketball program and, and they built it up, you know, year by year by year. And then when I, when I came in 90, 91 through 95, like you said, it's such a great legacy, but my class, which myself and Noel, we came in at the same time. So 91 through 95, when we graduated, our class to this day is the winningest class in lady Raider basketball history. We won more games than any class. More championships. We had four conference championships, a national championship, some conference. Ch- ch- so I have like five rings, but now I have six because they gave us a new national championship ring. So I talk have- your talk, <laughs> <laughs> talk your talk. Let it know.
I want to actually sit on that for a second and let you know um, I got to go to a press conference early on before the season began in the new Womble Center. I don't know if you had a chance to come out and see that. Yes, I've been there. It's nice. It's nice. So on the like women's practice side, you know, all up, like all around the um, court is just illustration of past Lady Raiders, you know, important things from Lady Raider history. And uh, in the interview, Coach Gerlich was talking, somebody had asked, you know, what's the importance of the Wobble Center? You know, like what, what does this mean for your team, your girls? Like, how do they, you know, what does this mean for the program? And so she kind of sat there for a second and she just looked around and she said, honestly, you can't come in here and not look up and see legacy. And that was her word, like legacy, like that show you come in here as a young, as a young woman, and you think, what can I do? And you look up and you see the women that came before you that did it all. And it's just like, and Coach Garlic was just like, it just shows them that they can do it. And like, it's just that simple. And so I love that. You know, you you thinking about it back then, Albert's talking about it, you know, throughout the 90s, like it was this, the, the, the it was the, um, the Lady Raiders were pretty much it. Like they were the big ticket. And they can get there again, right? It's that legacy that you left and now they're like, they're pursuing it. I, I love it. Yeah. And we were, and, and it's funny because, you look at everyone that was on that team, a lot of us was, were, were from small towns. And and that, <laughs> think about that for a second. Here's a kid in a small town thinking, you know what, I can do what they did. And they and they know that that it's possible. You know, Cynthia was from obviously from out of state, but but most most of the people on that team, we were all from small towns. Yep. Absolutely. And not only small towns west, I think y'all had a big connection. Kind of talked about it being to the city of Lubbock, but I think a lot of that was because not only are you from small towns, from small West Texas towns, and small Texas yes. towns, right? West Texas tough. Uh, yeah, West, West Texas West tough. Texas you know, tough. I said it all is. the time, and it's. I think that that embodied it, right? That really is really where it started. Um, so let's now let's let's kind of get a little bit more into Nikki Heath herself. Uh, so you kind of you went into to coach, and we talked about you being the, the head coach for for Frisco. You are also a coach. You coached Lubbock High for a little bit as well. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about just coaching, right? Transitioning from being a player, right, an, an all-star player, to now being a coach and leading, leaving the legacy and bestowing it on your players. Uh, we were joking a little bit as far as you, you kind of have your your um, your rings, you got the plaque behind you with the championship of saying like, hey, you know, don't don't play me, all right? I, I can still <laughs> I can still bust you right now, you know. Y'all don't you don't know my background type of when you talk to your players. But how is that carrying it over to to the coaching side of things? Well, I, I, I love it. You know, I my I like working with high school kids because I like getting them ready for the next level and, uh, you know, getting them ready for the next level, getting them uh, getting their skills at the next level. Because I'm a fundamentalist. I believe that you need to be fundamentally sound to be a great player because you can be as athletic as all get out. But if you're not fundamentally sound, it's really going to be hard to win. And I really teach fundamentals. I teach um the game of basketball, having a basketball IQ and really learning the game, not just playing it, but studying the game. And, you know, that's the way I coach my kids and I teach my kids to, to study the game. Because if you study the game, it will help you become a better player. And also, if you if you put in the work, uh, then it, it pays off. And also, I'm, I'm big. I'm a big proponent of, uh, you know, being, being a team player. What kind of teammate are you going to be? You should be a great teammate because you think about playing at Tech, and then, of course, coaching different teams. The best teams I've ever had as coaches because they understood what it meant to be a great teammate. That means you're going to – I'm, I'm going to make you better because 
I care about you as a teammate because I love you as a teammate. I don't want, I want you to be great because I care about you. I want to be great because I know that's going to make my team great. But I also want you to be great because you're my teammate. And so it's really important. And, and all of us on that team, we're, we're sisters. To this day, I'll tell people, when I introduce some of my teammates, I say, this is my sister. And we are. We're sisters. And so I really try to teach that with the kids that I coach, that it's important that, that you're like a family, that you play as a team, because you're going to go through up, ups and downs. And, but if, if, it is so important that you realize that if you, if you um, work hard and you put forth your best effort and you believe in yourselves, that you really can do amazing things. Coach, can I? I'm, I'm just gonna go run through a wall real quick. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, this, you know, I'm, I'm ready to hoop. I'm ready to lace them up. All right, can I? No. <laughs> I don't know if I got any any uh, eligibility to play for the Lady Raccoons. I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, if I got a if I got a 21 jump street, I'll do it. All right, <laughs> let's uh, go. Let's, let's let's go. Absolutely fan, fantastic. So also now you you don't just you don't just coach. You're a singer, is that right? Yes, yes, yeah. through music. I have been writing and singing songs since I was about six years old. Been in choir all my life. I was in church choir. I was in choir in elementary, middle school, high school, the whole thing. And, uh, you know, of course, when I was at Tech, I released my first my first album when I was at Tech and, you know, did a, the song, uh, We Can Make It Happen for the lady, for the National Championship team. And, yeah, I love it. And now I'm, uh, you know, uh, now, of course, I'm, uh, I have a band. And we are working on our second album. Our first album came out like in 2007, 2008. Uh, it was called um, uh, Live at the Big R. And so now we're currently working on our second album. And we just released our newest single, I Want to See You Again. We released it on December 31st, um, New Year's Eve. So, yes, love doing music. Play guitar, piano. I'm the lead singer. Get you someone who can do both, right? Get a coaching and singing. Um, <clears throat> Jeremy, we were Jeremy and I were talking pre-pod. How, how did you how did you describe it? Uh, 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 describe her the the sound, Jeremy. You said like a, a country Whitney Houston. It's like a more acousticy Whitney Houston. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's hilarious. That's high praise. Let me tell you something. That's, that's from the people's champ. Put it on that's a t-shirt. You got it. Yeah, I was about to say that is high praise. Yeah, you that can't, is can't very compare, high praise. You can't just compare anybody to Whitney. Okay, that's just. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, that's very high praise. So, um, so real quick before we get you off here, Nikki, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the team now, the uh, the 2023 team. I don't know if you got a chance to, to kind of look at them and, and see how how they've been able to play. Um, Coach Gerlich is kind of the second she took over. She took over a program that was. Um, hadn't, hadn't been playing very well in the past decade, uh, uh, just had a turmoil with the, with the old staff and, and some player abuse allegations. Um, so really it's, this is, this is what her third year, but I, the first year I called year zero, right. Where she kind of taken over the team and kind of setting the foundation. Uh, and this is, we're starting to see progress on this team, right? We're, We're starting to see some wins, right? A possible, we're starting to get in some, some of the bracketology saying that we're on the bubble, Big win we just had against Kansas State. What are your opinions on this year's team as it as it stands? I, I I've been keeping up with the team, you know, since I left Tech, and I've been keeping up, of course, with Krista and the whole group. And I think this team, I think they have a chance to do do great. I think really well. Uh, I think they have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. They're really playing some great basketball, 
And and even though there's been like lulls here and there, I think as a whole they're they're playing really good. And uh they're I think they're you know, they're in the right position right now. I think if they would just keep playing the way they've been playing to make the NCAA tournament, because their strength of schedule has, is actually pretty good too. So that will help them, I think, hopefully get into the NCAA tournament. It will be such a great year for Krista if they can get into the NCAA tournament this year, and I think they really can. Man, they, they got some good kids playing, man. You know, the, the fresh, that freshman class is a good class. Of course, Bryn, you know, being a senior and being a leader, she's having a great year. <laughs> She's having some career games. Last game. Last game. I know. I know we saw against Kansas State. Okay, Steph. <laughs> Steph Gerlich over here. <laughs> yes. You know. Um, and the freshman class is really good. You know, uh, Bailey Moppin and, and Shavers have really come on. And, you know, of course, we got, you know, Bree. You got her. <laughs> Bree, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. Coming from Mississippi State, you know, she really – Gave our team a boost. I think I think they have a chance to to do some great things this year. Yeah, coming into the season, I, I said the goal for me was just getting to a postseason, any postseason. Yes. If CBI comes calling, get them in there. Uh, but now we have we have a legit, like you said, a legit opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament, which would, which would absolutely be huge, um, more than I think anybody could have asked for for this year. Um, but even if we get into the WNIT or the CBI, I think that's that's a win, right? Getting into a postseason, getting some experience for uh, the young team that we have. Will absolutely be great. So, uh, Nikki, so I got I got to tell you, uh, Jeremy, I think it's time. It's time that we uh, turn it up. Get you in the hot seat. We get it's it's time. We have we haven't had a hot seat in a while. Um, not everybody fares. Some people don't make it. I ain't gonna lie to you. All right, <laughs> some people don't make it. Some people get 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 canceled on social media. Right. Um, you know. So uh, uh, sorry, Shihan. <laughs> but. Um, uh, but are you can you can you handle the hot seat here at TNT? Yes. This I woman is sitting in a championship chair, and you're gonna ask her that? I think it's tough. I think you're 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 West Texas tough. I believe in you. Yes. All right. Let's let's go ahead and get it started. First first question: How much do you wish that you were a player getting paid twenty five thousand dollars <laughs> back in nineteen ninety three? Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was I was talking to Stephanie Stephanie uh, Scott Gerber the other uh, well Stephanie Scott uh, the uh, Rostal yeah, yeah Stephanie Scott the other day I said if they had had nil when we were at Tech can you imagine the money we would have been paid <laughs> oh my goodness yeah I can already see the commercials and the sponsorships <laughs> everything. Cheryl would have had the errors she'd have had the air swoops way before she got it <laughs> out in Houston. I know. I, I think it's amazing. I think it's so great. You know, it would. I would have loved it if we had had it in '93. Man, the things that we could have done. I'm telling you. Well, like you said, you know, we we were the first team to win a national championship at Tech, team sport. Can you imagine the endorsements and the deals we would have gotten with NIL? It would have been amazing. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take that up with God for having you born 25, 20 years too early. You know, it's, 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 it's just, hey, come on, come on, God. All right, um, with the with the new change, Texas is no longer going to be in the conference. So, are you going to miss playing the long the, the Longhorns every year? Yeah, I, as far as girl, as far as women's basketball, I am. I I think it was a great robbery. I liked playing them because 
you know, I, it always gave us a chance to prove, hey, you know what? Because I, like I said, I remember, you know, when we finally first, when we finally beat the Longhorns, and then we started beating them over and over and over again. I mean, it was one of those deals where, hey, you know, you guys, they used to be on top, but now we're on top. It was one of those deals where, okay, we're here now, we've arrived, and so I, I always like playing them because I like that robbery. And our fans were like, whoo, amazing during those games, too. Well, now we're, it, sounds, it sounds like Coach Gurley can't stop beating them. <laughs> I know. Two years in a row. I love uh, it. I love it. But, but, they're, but they're, some, they're, they're some of them are such prima donna sometimes, and they are always <laughs> – I'm like, please. You know, we're, hey, like I said, we're West Texas tough, so we don't care who we play. Who from the Southwest Conference do you miss playing? Uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? I actually liked playing Rice. Really? Rice. Okay. They yeah. Rice used to be in the Southwest Conference. Yeah. He used to. They they always had great facilities. The coaches were good coaches, and they were very classy. Yeah, I liked playing Rice. So in current in in current day, who do you consider our now biggest rival? If you can't choose Texas. If I can't choose Texas. Yeah. Woo, man. Okay, it would probably be. Baylor, Baylor. Okay. I think as far as as far as women's basketball, I think Baylor yeah. would probably be our next like big rival for sure. Listen, only only one team has actually gotten to a fist fight um, back in back in what was that 2011, right? So uh, <laughs> so that is. I remember that. that. Yep. I remember that. Brittany Griner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? <laughs> uh, who is other than Cheryl? Or you can't choose anybody from your team. Who's your favorite Texas Tech athlete of all time? Oh, man. Are you serious right now? You can't choose oh, anybody from your team. Favorite athlete? Well, I can't choose anyone from my team, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. No one from your team. Okay. All right. So, favorite for me is probably, oh, uh, let's see. Darvin Ham. Oh, that's a good pick. That's oh, a good he, pick. Man, I, I was there when he shattered the backboard. It was so amazing. That was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was it was absolutely incredible, and now he's coaching the Lakers. Like, like, I know. <laughs> like, it really it sounds like everybody that you touch just turns on and just is is you know it's like the Nikki Heath bubble. You know what I mean? It's just incredible. <laughs> You're hilarious. No, Darvin Ham for sure, and he's a great guy too. Better dressed, Joey McGuire, the new football coach, or Krista Gerlich, your girl. Oh, Krista, no doubt, Krista <laughs> all the way. Did you did you see the cowhide the cowhide jacket? I seen it. I seen it. She's style. <laughs> I see, that with the heels? Yeah. With no. the heels, I know. Oh, no. She's definitely the best dress, for sure. Who's your favorite music artist? Oh, my gosh. Now, see, that. Who I got some good. Whitney Houston, number one. Hey. <laughs> Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin. Ooh. Oh, and Tina Turner. No, I can go on, but no. Definitely Whitney Houston, for sure. You're pulling out the greats there. Yeah, um, I love and I love Tina Turner. Love Tina Turner. Worst college town that you visited during your playing days? Oh gosh, worst college town. Probably, actually, I I think Waco is wacko. <laughs> Yo, yes, yes. And the the trend of Red Raiders talking down on Waco continues. <laughs> That's. It's a consistent theme. <laughs> oh, no, that town. Ugh, no, it was not great. <laughs> uh, Jordan or LeBron? 
Oh, see, you are wrong for that. No, okay, hold up. Jordan, he's the GOAT. I love LeBron, don't get me wrong, but Jordan is the GOAT. Uh, your favorite restaurant in Lubbock? Oh, my gosh. Oh, ooh. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Copper Caboose. Ooh, that's a good one. Wow. Yeah. We used to go there all the time, like, eat, play games, all that stuff. I remember just being at Tech, going there a lot. Yeah, I, li- I like Copper Caboose. I yeah. like Copper Caboose. Yeah. Jeremy, is that before? I don't even know if Copper Caboose is still out there, Jeremy. That might be it is. Time. It's still see, going. Still it's still oh, going. God. I like Copper Caboose. Yeah. Um, so, which of, as we go into the new Big 12, which of the new Big 12 teams are you most excited to see us play? Houston. Yes. <laughs> Bring it Houston. Back. Yes. Bring that Southwest Conference back. That's right. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I remember, yeah, they used to be in the Southwest Conference. Yes. Houston. I'm looking forward to. And they're a good team too, so it should be it should be good. It should be some good games. <clears throat> they're another program that has, you know, a lot of the times whenever um, men get new facilities, sometimes women kind of get left out. But Tech did a great job of this, and Houston has too, of incorporating the women's side into the new facilities that are being brought in. And so what happens when you do that? Like Houston's decked out with Jordan Brand, the women are decked out with Jordan Brand, right? And they have the new facilities. And so I think Houston and Tech actually have two of the nicest facilities in all of the big the new Big Twelve. I agree uh, with I agree with you. Yes, most yeah. definitely. So a Super Bowl's coming up. The Eagles have Zach McPherson, a former Red Raider. The Chiefs have Pat Mahomes, former Red Raider. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? The Chiefs. Let's go. Let's go, Patrick Mahomes. That's <laughs> hey, check this out. I even have I even have his jersey. So if I if I buy someone's jersey, that's like serious. That's legit. Yeah, that is legit. I do not I do not buy anyone's jersey. Like just I have like. I have uh, Scotty Pippins. I have Cheryl Swoops. I have Patrick Mahomes. Of course, I have Nikki Heats, you know, because my. <laughs> yeah, if I buy a jersey, that means, yeah, I'm legit, like, definitely. Pat, hey, you got it. All of Red Raider Nation, I feel like it's all for Pat. So, uh, sorry, Zach. Uh, you know, you, you are. If you were playing anybody else, we'd probably root for you, but it's, it's sorry, man. You know? Um, last but not least, before we get you out of here, the most dangerous question of them all. Better tortilla, corn or flour? Oh, no. I can tell you right now what I love. Flour. A flour? Flour. Yes. Oh, do you like flour, Jeremy? Hell yeah. I like, oh, I like flour. I, I, oh, flour for sure. Because you can do all kind of stuff with the flour tortillas. Whoo, man. <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying? I you know I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh I like I like corn. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna okay. hold you. I like I like corn. I like nice little <laughs> authentic Mexican tortilla. But you are right, it's not very versatile. Right? <laughs> you got you throw some meat on there, you fold it up, you call it a day, right? You don't do too much, you gotta double you gotta double cup it, right? <laughs> you don't do too much. You just got the taco and that's it. Just go on, move on about your day, right? So that's just that is a good point. But later on tortillas and takes, all tortillas are good tortillas. Uh thank you so much, Nikki, for joining us on this pod. The pod the episode is is absolutely incredible. Anything else you wanna say to the people? Well, uh hey, you know, you guys go support um Go, go, go support Lady Raider Nation. Go support the Red Raiders. You know, um, love to have you in the stands. You know, get there. Let's fill up. Let's fill up the, you know, the USA. Let's fill it up every game for the men and women both. And let's just, you know, keep our fan base, keep it growing. I think that uh, we have, I, I think we have the best fans, best fans in the nation, no doubt about it. Um, also, 
uh, when my band comes through Lubbock, which we're going to be coming through Lubbock and Amarillo that way eventually. Uh, so I want everyone to come out and hear, hear my band live. Uh, I'll let everyone know when we're going to be coming out and let's, let's, let's like sell out the venues that we're going to be at and come on and enjoy it. Absolutely. We'll broadcast the two on TNTs. Let us know. We'll push it out there. Um, only one place you can hear the acoustic Whitney Houston is you got to come out and listen, listen to Nikki Heath. Um, and, and, you know, uh, and, and here's some more stories. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. So thank you very much for joining us on the pod. Uh, Jeremy, anything else you want to say to, to Nikki and to the people? I tell you what, Nikki, I'm going to actually get <laughs> with your permission. I'm going to screen print <laughs> a picture of you and just uh, like right underneath it, like the uh, the acoustic Whitney Houston. <laughs> and I'll wear it to your concert. Yes, I'll wear it to the concert. Awesome. Um, <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> uh Man, Nikki's right though. Like, let's let's sell out the USA. It used to be, uh, I mean, for the men, we've seen what it can be, and it, it was that for the women. Let's get them at the same time. Let's just go out there. I mean, going watching sports is always a good thing. It's even better when they're good. The men are trying their best right now, but the women got a lot of power behind them. And uh, I'm really excited for the rest of the season. Like, go out there and check out some games. It's worth it, man. This women's team is exciting. We talked about a couple of the exciting ones. Uh, Bree Scott being one of them. Like, she ain't going to be here forever. Go out and watch this girl drop another 30 burger for no reason. It's she fun. Is a hooper. Like, that is, listen, you know, when you appreciate the game of basketball, there's some players, it don't matter who, it doesn't matter women's side, men's side, they just hoop. And she's one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, she got, she got the long, the braids swinging, and you're like, man, she can just. You know, I feel bad. You know how, you know, Nikki, you know that, you know, you have the, the guys that practice with the women's team. I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them having a guard, Bree Scott every day, <laughs> right? They just go, they, they put ice on their back. Because I, I I did two practices. Two practices all I did when I was in school with the women's team, right? And I was like, nah, this is I can't. <laughs> I can't do this. Coach Curry, Coach Curry, sub me out. Coach Curry was the coach at the time. I was like, Coach Curry, sub me out. I can't do this too much longer. This is, this is a lot. <laughs> I need hilarious. ice on my back. I'm, I'm only, I'm only a, a spry 19-year-old little boy. I can't, I can't do this for a long period of time. So, uh, <laughs> but, but no, thanks again, Nikki, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, and so for the national champion, Nikki Heath, for the um, ringless Jeremy Gillen, this is I'll Be Sure, and you have been listening to the Tortillas and the Tanks podcast, part of the 1012 Network and the official podcast of Red Raider Sports. As always, stay rocked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.